Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. All right, welcome back to Two Broke Gays. You're here with Jenna Cordes and Kevin Sullivan, and we are joined by the comedic princess Samantha Hale. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, comedic princess. That's a better title. I was just going to say like like gay adjacent broke comic, but I'll take princess. Gay adjacent. Yeah, comedic princess just fit. Just came out. Um, comedy, uh, comedian, producer, host. Crazy person. Crazy person. Yeah. Um, well, we're crazy too. So, yeah. and she has some beautiful dogs. We ventured outside our. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Coming to your too. first like road trip podcast. Yeah, yeah it is. we're on the road. We are in the valley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never been here. It's so green. So different. <laughs> There's parking. We're in what? a house. I know. We are in a house, you guys. Uh, um, so, where where are you from originally? <laughs> this house. Actually. This house. Yeah, I was born and raised here. Uh, Amazing. God, we've got helicopters, we've got dogs. It's yeah, wow. Well, it's <laughs> very exciting in the valley. Uh, we're in no, the country. Was, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the country. I was born and raised here in uh, Wilton Hills. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be, a, you might be a first LA native. Oh, yeah. Really? I'm a unicorn. I think so, yeah. Oh, unicorn. Wow. Well, whenever I tell people I'm from LA, they're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, where were you born? I'm like, <laughs> LA people fuck here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes they stay. And, and sometimes they stay. Yeah, yeah, no, my family's been here since like the 40s, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And you have uh, entertainers in your family, right? Yeah, so you're well, from. Yeah, that was, it was my great grandfather who moved from Ireland in, I guess, the 30s or 40s um, uh, to be an actor. Yeah, his name was Alan Hale Sr., and he was Errol Flynn's sidekick in all the old Hollywood movies. Oh, wow, that's yeah. bad. Awesome. Like, do you know the original Robin Hood? Yeah. He was Little John. Wow. Yeah, so he was just kind of in all the swashbuckler movies. Oh, and my God. Cool. I mean, he worked with Betty Davis and all these, you know, amazing people. That's and then so his cool. son, my grandfather, Alan Hale Jr., is um, the skipper in Gilligan's Island. Skipper. Skipper. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's crazy. Um, what was it like growing up with the like the industry just around you? Well, I was seven when he passed, so I was okay. young. But um, I was we found the other dog, <laughs> the other big do 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 dog. <laughs> That's Marmaduke. He's just a big Marmaduke. Pup. That is a. I thought, no, his name is Beast. Actually, <laughs> we're looking at a dog that just came to the window, and I thought it was a bear. Um, <laughs> He's a big like, boy. He's no, a big. No, we're in the wilderness for sure. <laughs> Definitely in the wilderness. Well, do you remember the movie City Slickers too? Mm-mm. Oh, it was so good, Billy Crystal. So they basically like save and rescue a baby orange cow. That's what he looks like. <laughs> a baby orange. Yeah, cow. he does. Yeah, I'm... we were at the park one day, and this little boy went up to his dad, was like, "Daddy, moo!" and started pointing at my dog. And the dad's like, "No, no, no, honey, that's rough, rough. That's a dog." He's like, "No, daddy, moo." <laughs> no, dad. He knew. Uh, he not knew blind. That's a fucking cow. <laughs> that's a fucking cow. Dude. Yeah, no, he basically is. Well, as long as you don't try to milk it, cause. Ew. <laughs> no. No. Okay. So we're talking. Oh, we're talking about so old Hollywood. Um, yeah. No, I was seven when he passed, but I was the first grandchild, so I was the favorite, obviously. Oh. But um, but as I got older. Uh, my his sister, my great aunt, was a script supervisor, and so she would take me to different sets and kind of give me the tell me old stories. Mm-hmm. And so I feel very like 
um, at home with old Hollywood, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you That's have really some cool. posters here, old mm-hmm. Hollywood style. Oh, Abbott and Costello meet mm-hmm. Frankenstein. I yeah. was obsessed with that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And the original Dracula, um, Bela Lugosi, which actually there's a story about Bela Lugosi. Um, so my family Ooh. used to have this house behind the Chinese theater. And it was like that one of those big old Spanish style mm-hmm. mansions, and it's long gone now, unfortunately. Um, but oh my god, you just farted so bad. I'm so sorry. Oh, just I'm got like, a big dog fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first. Frankie just like lets little putters go, as I call it. Just a puff. This is like the real in the moment. He just crop dusted. Yeah. I tried to fix his ear. Maybe that's what triggered it. Oh, Maybe try to fold it down. He got I tried scared. to f- flip it back. Yeah, I'm not gonna. It looks like lie. a fortune cookie right does, now. Yeah. You guys, this is a big Doberman who's actually afraid of his own shadow. He's, yeah. he's so, a big sweetie. He is a big sweetie. He's just a little special. Is his know. ear bent like that? It'll it'll come back. No, I'm not gonna. Just touch I try to do it. I need let out a That's really his, He's really heaven. sensitive about his ears. He's okay. very weird. Yeah, he. I was the favorite, and now he has moved on to greener pastures. <laughs> to me. Oh, he'll be back. Don't oh, worry. Okay, good. He'll be back. Okay, so the Bella Lugosi's thing. So, um, back in the day, I mean, there used to be epic parties there, apparently. Like, the Barrymores used to party there with oh. my grandfather, and, you know. My grandfather uh, met my great-grandmother on a silent picture. Wow. So, yeah, my family history goes way back. Wow. But there was one day when I guess they so were So, Comedic a- Princess was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty damn good. Except they all got paid to do what they do. So, <laughs> so maybe a little, old Hollywood's a little different than new Hollywood. Yeah, when people it? got paid, what the days. What? The, oh, days the days. The days. So, the... Man. So so we were they were having like a big party and apparently my I guess it must have been my gr- was either my grandmother who was when she was very young or my great grandmother I don't remember the story exactly because I wasn't there <laughs> but so she was in the living room she had just walked in through the front door was carrying a bunch of party supplies walked down the steps and she hears good evening. He was sitting there just fucking with her the whole time, sitting. Bella Lugosi was sitting in, like, we used to have these big throne chairs in the living room. He was just watching her and waiting for her not to pay attention and then just said, good evening. Scared the shit out of her. Um, yeah, I'm sure that voice was yeah. yeah. Can you imagine just having Dracula in your living room? You turn around, like, what is that? Yeah. He probably did that. Like he probably got off on that. Like yeah. doing that a lot. Oh gosh, I would. yeah, mm. I would. I was just talking about how I get called Dracula because of my hairline all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm trying to work a what? middle part more. So my brother does this on Facetime. Ah! I love this. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. You have the most beautiful hair. Don't let for, anyone tell you. For now, else. you are not cutting it. No, it's just. It's oh, just okay. scared in my face. It's like oh. <laughs> retreating to the suburbs a bit. It is, yeah. Um, I'm in a hair tree. <laughs> That's why I say I'm one hair flip away from looking like Nicolas Cage and Dog the Bounty Hunter's gay baby. Because <gasps> oh. if it flips just the wrong way and it's like full peak, <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, but Nicolas Cage, like he's very okay. This is embarrassing, but I totally had a crush on him as a kid. I was like, ooh, he, Con Air. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't Con know. Air. I you were going to say, like, Put Valley the bunny girl. back in the box. No, I don't know what was wrong with me. I oh, was my like, God. I also had a crush on Jacques Van Damme, so that don't make good choices. Yeah. 
I'm with you on the Remember Jean-Claude. Remember Street Fighter? Yes, oh, I yeah. do. I'm with you on Jean-Claude. Yeah. Are you kidding? He was badass. But and how did they have... He also did a Volvo commercial where he like did the splits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm also into that. Oh. Volvos and the splits. <laughs> That's a win-win situation. <laughs> it really was. So did you think you would be an entertainer too? Or like growing up around it? Or I, Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was young, young, I always wanted to be an actor. And mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm going to have it in. Of course. It's going to be great. Yeah. You know, my family. And then they all died. So um, that's great. <laughs> I don't know. Classic comedy. No, wait. So... That's from Bo Burnham. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my... Uh, my grand, the script supervisor, she was like, yeah, I'll start connecting you to people, mm-hmm. but you have to go to college first. Mm. So I was like, okay. And then unfortunately, she wound up passing away. But I still did pursue acting after that because I thought genetically I have to. It's yeah. the only thing I know how to do. And it just, it, you know, the industry is brutal. Mm-hmm. I just felt like yeah. I was working so hard, getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I just kind of found comedy on a whim. I, uh, I actually went to the Laugh Factory one night. And it was the women of Chelsea lately. Mm-hmm. So it was like Jen Kirkman, Sarah oh, Colonna, nice. Natasha Leggero. And my friend that I went with was a little friendly with Natasha. So we were all talking and I found out about Pretty Funny Women. It's this class that, or a show that's still being produced and a class that Natasha took when she first started or she did the shows mm-hmm. years ago. And I signed up for a class and I just kind of stuck with them. Um, Comedy. That's, we always tell people like people like how do you start class? Start a class. class. Yeah. Why not? Easy. If you're gonna get all these tricks. Yeah. And I still work with her. I'm working with her tonight at the comedy store. Her name's Lisa Sunstead. Amazing. So she teaches, and um, when she's doing a show or she's out of town, I get to teach for her, which is amazing. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I think I've done it. Does she produce a show there? Yeah, it's all women though. So you yeah. would kind of clear. No, I like... feel like I met her. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it just looks familiar because of the name. Um, Probably, yeah. But I've been doing her shows for years. And that class is still around? Yeah. And it's where? Uh, it's in Sherman Oaks. And she does it. It's like an eight-week class. You sign up. Um, you can email her. I think it's just lisa at prettyfunnywomen.com. Um, or just prettyfunnywomen.com. Just look it up. Mm, cool. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really incredible. It's a very supportive environment. She teaches you basically. It's all females. All women. Okay, yeah. Cool. She has had, I think there were a couple gay men who took the class. Cool. But, um, but that's kind of the idea is to give women a safe, yeah. comfortable you know, place to yeah. learn. Well, yeah. we've been open mics and, uh, yeah. uh, just last mm. night. Brutal. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Especially for women to like have to sit through some of this. It's some of, it's unnerving. just like I don't want to hear this. I don't right. hear it. You know, but I mean, and and there are a lot of horror stories. A lot of women are like, oh gosh, there was all dudes and this and that. But I always do make sure to tell these new girls there are a lot of really amazing men out there too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of straight comics, gay com men, men. There's a lot of really good guys out there. You yeah. just have to find them. Right. <laughs> you know, because you will find the guys who will be at the mics when someone will be doing a really tasteless rape joke or this joke or misogynistic joke mm-hmm. and and there will be a guy who'll be like bro that's not funny uh-uh don't yeah. do that mm-hmm. those yeah. are the guys that are like you know yeah on your side so so i after- like when they go up after them and just rip them to shreds that's the best when you know you're next and you're just like cracking your knuckles <laughs> in the back uh-huh and you're like let me happen to me there. at flappers this guy was talking about how um all the he was trying like West he went out in WeHo but he wouldn't drink because everyone was like he didn't want to get date raped and blah 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 because all the guys were so aggressive. Oh. And I looked at the lineup and I was next and I was like, Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I dedicate my first five minutes to you. <laughs> yep. What did you do? You say that? Oh yeah, oh, I went great. like in for like 
probably three minutes and I was like, yes. okay, I'm going to get off the, yeah. that and get back to my shit. But isn't that, that's just like, like the greatest moment on a show when you're like, you just get that opportunity. Oh, I'm next. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And you get good video there. So I like, I really wanted that tape for my video, but because I did the, right. on, I oh, couldn't, no. I was like, fuck it. I know. Sometimes you know what? it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was worth it. I don't yeah. need the video. I'm going <laughs> to roast this piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, there have been times when someone will do something, and I'm like three or four comics later, and I'm like, I don't, uh-uh, I'm not done. Not We're over going it. back. Yeah. We're yeah. going back to that. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, are, yeah. are they still here? Great. <laughs> yeah, great. Are they not? Email them. Someone, <laughs> someone film this. Thank you. That's Tag great. Tag them. Um, like, like, when you're hosting, though, do you ever roast a comic that, or do you just... Never yeah, how again. does it how does it work when you're when kind of in charge? Hosting you know? my show yeah. or hosting? Your um, show. I haven't had that. I haven't had because you've that like you know. Yeah, well, there was okay. No, I shouldn't say that. There was one time that a guy. I'm not gonna mention his name because he actually is a very sweet guy. But there, there have been a couple times. So I run a show at Mickey's in West Hollywood, and it's where we open a drag show. Mm-hmm. It's every Monday night. Every Monday at seven, 7. o'clock. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Um, but. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's anyone can do... My, my philosophy when it comes to booking is if you're funny, I'll book you. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do, uh, to be quite honest, I do book mostly LGBTQ and women. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of what the room calls for. And yeah. that's what a lot of my friends and people that I work with are. Mm-hmm. But there are so many wonderful straight ally comics, that, uh, mm-hmm. men, who I also book as well. Yeah. But some every now and then, someone will come along who, like, I know and I've done shows with them and they've always been super cool. Mm-hmm. And the last first spot, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, sure. I've seen you do well in plenty of rooms. Let's try it. Um, there was one guy who came in, and he just let the room intimidate him because he, he you know, when when um, a comic, a straight comic, will come into a gay room and pander, they'll try to like yeah. make gay jokes. Like now, I'm doing all gay material. Now yeah. I'm all of a sudden going to do all this gay material that and, you don't even have. Yeah, or yeah. even. And it's like just, it just sets up the audience. It's like this is just a regular. They just want you to be smart. Yeah. They just want you to be funny. And if you're trying too hard and you don't feel good, like you could tell that he was insecure about mm-hmm. it. A crowd can sniff sniff out insecurity. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So um, he did not do well. Guy he, last night talked yeah. about how someone called him home. He's like the worst thing anyone ever called me was homophobic asshole. It's like, I'll meet you halfway. I am an asshole, but homophobic. And then he went on five minutes, like, of why he's not homophobic. And it was and we're like, pretty yeah, homophobic. We Spoiler just, alert. Yeah. Just, Spoiler alert. We're like, <laughs> right. the whole story, we were like, no, that uh, just so adds up. Are you uh, saying you could be doing jokes this whole time? But yeah. you're, like, I was so it. thrown off last night because I went up after him and it was like one of my worst, like, open mic yeah. bombs oh, because no. I was just, it really threw me off. And he got, he did like a ton of time. Kevin was like, he, are we. I are had we, the host. I'm like, can yeah. you light him again? And she was like, oh yeah, he did run it. I was like, then just light the what shit are we doing out of here? this guy. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it was crazy. And yeah, that happens sometimes. I think people get into a certain like, even if it's like for a benefit or there's a certain group of people and then they switch their material and it's not genuine anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's like we, we see it's what you're authentic. trying to do and yeah. you don't do it anywhere else. Yeah. So. yeah. And then to make matters worse, he started getting like, upset kind oh, of no. angry that his jokes were working and he was kind of like you know when comics are like well that was funny fuck you guys yeah well yeah blame the crowd don't that blame the crowd you're not gonna help <laughs> i mean maybe it is a crappy crowd that yeah. happens sometimes but attacking them is not gonna make it any better no. right 
Um, so it, that was a little gnarly. Um, and then like, I don't know, maybe six months or something, he hit me up again. He's like, Hey, can I go back into the room? And what do you say to that? You know, cause I, I have known him for a while and I think he is a good guy. I think he just had an off night, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, did you, did you have fun when yeah. you were there? Did you enjoy it? And he's yeah. like, oh, well the microphone, I couldn't hear myself and da 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 and like started saying all this technical stuff and I said, well, you know what, um, it's still the same microphone so maybe, uh, I don't know if you didn't have a good time, it's still going to be the same, I'm so sorry and then I never heard back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you do in that. Like, yeah. Hey, I, if you do all different material that Right, like says, what do you say? <laughs> like, gay or... A punchline is or, fag. It's more uh, like if you just come in and be comfortable. Yeah. Like, I just don't think he was comfortable. Yeah, maybe right. spend more time in gay bars. Do a little research. Gay space. Yeah. yeah. Do a little gay space. Do a little gay space. Yeah, get get yeah. a dinner at Hamburger Mary's and just see if you make it the meal. <laughs> yeah. And then... Try. I know. Then maybe. Yeah. That's tough, though, with booking, because I feel like... I mean, do you see every person perform before you'll have them on? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah. And then... You do a show in Palm Springs as well? Yeah, I'm in Palm Springs the first and second Sunday at Two Cans. Okay. Do you yeah. book that one too? I uh, Yeah. Well, I just started, so we're kind of like reformatting right mm-hmm. now, but basically, you guys watch RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So the first Sunday is Mayhem Miller's night, and mm-hmm. it's just me that does it. And then the third Sunday is Morgan with Michael's night, and so that's when sometimes we'll bring somebody else out yeah. for that. So those are two drag queens. Is it opening? You're open for a drag show yeah. in those? Yeah. So it would just be like awesome. me, myself, and one other comic. Mm-hmm. And then Ruthless People on mm-hmm. Mondays is also right before a drag show. Yeah. And but that's a full show. That's like 10 comics. You participate. Right. And you participate in the drag show. Like you help them. Yeah. Because you are so in the drag world. I know. I <laughs> love it. I'm like, I want to be that much in the drag world. Um how did you get like involved with drag queens so much? I know I get that question a lot because I know I have to ask. No, it's a crazy world to me. Sometimes I even I'm like, how did I? Get how did I get there? So <laughs> I'm tucking balls right I've, now. I've, I've, someone oh, yeah. else. Like, I've helped with that. Yeah. Um, I've been gas masked before with a dirty tuck. Oh yeah, they're terrible people. No, I, I say that with love. Gas oh yeah, mask gas mask is like, what they call oh, it. Oh yeah, every now and then we're gonna wait until I'm not paying attention. I'll be like, hi, gas mask. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I know where you sleep. I'm getting revenge on you. Um, oh, yeah. My you face look horrified. is in sheer terror. You look absolutely horrified. But the funny thing is, I bet you that a lot of the Drag Race fans would pay money for that. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I'm oh, sure yeah. just so... Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I know. No, no. Gas mask. Um, oh. Yeah. Like, I remember even, like, uh, one of my... Talking to my mom a while back. I was telling her about my shows and drag and this and that. And she's like, well, um, your life definitely isn't boring. <laughs> Just <laughs> her way of saying, okay, <laughs> do what you're going to do, hon. I love yeah. um, but how I got brought into it. So I've, I mean, I've always watched Drag Race since mm-hmm. season one. I mean, I've always loved the show. But I didn't know that there were like live shows and that you could go out. And I didn't know any of that was really a thing. But um, um, a few years ago, I was working on a documentary about music and um I thought it'd be really cool to interview a queen about how she chooses her music. Mm-hmm. And so I um, I hit up a friend of mine, Dolly Levi, who I've known since I was a kid, because we were on the same Rocky Horror Picture Show cast when I was in high school. Cool. One of my we favorite on, costumes yeah. I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Love and we, we, who did you do? I was Rocky. My ex was Dr. Frankenfurter. Oh, that's perfect. I'll send you pics. Oh, that's <laughs> totally perfect. I was, I was... Yay. Um, I used to play Janet. Oh, yeah. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I know. 
Um, so, but we, so Dolly and I were actually not on the cast at the same time, but I just remember hearing, oh, there's a man who plays Columbia who no one knows is a man because he's so good. And I didn't know anything about drag really at that time either. I was like 16, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so years later we reconnected through another friend and, um, I asked Dolly, I said, can I interview you for my documentary? And she said, well, you know, I'm more of a movie queen. If you want a music queen, you have to meet Morgan McMichaels. So I said, oh, "Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I know who that is. Sure. Why not? Okay, fine. So she connected the two of us. I met Morgan at Mickey's, interviewed her, and we just kind of hit it off, became friends. And then I started hanging out at Mickey's more and more. And then I started hanging out with Morgan at other shows, and now she's one of my best friends. That's awesome. Wow, okay, yeah. so you guys go back to We go back teams. about six and a half. No, 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 just Morgan and I, this is maybe uh, like like six and a half, almost seven years. Okay. Oh my God, how did that happen? Um, <laughs> but no, but Dolly I've known since Sometimes. I was a teenager. Yeah, so it's yeah. six years before you can gas mask somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she did that sooner. Like um, five weeks in, that, like, hey, best friend. Listen, I used to be a really nice person. <laughs> and then I met all the girls, and now I'm rotten. No, I'm the best. But all we do is just we just roast each other and talk shit. That's how we That's show love. Dry queen. That's shade. It's, it's shade. It's like the day that they're nice to me, the day I'll be like, "What? Oh my god, why are you mad at me? You're, yeah. you're out. Yeah, you're out. They're like, let's. You know, yeah. Hi, good to see you. Oh shit, I'm done. I know. I'm done here. Like I, I always tell people that. So Morgan McMichaels and Mariah Balenciaga, they're like my two ugly evil stepsisters. <laughs> And they torment me, and they love it. And you're Cinderella. I'm very Cinderella. What can I say? <laughs> Except they're the ones with all the cute shoes, <laughs> I mean, obviously. But I yeah, it just kind of so. And then I um, I remember the first time I did a spot, um, opening or on a drag show. It was for a benefit, and I like reached out to Morgan. I was like, Hey, well, I know you have all these acts. Do you want a comedian? And she's like, Yeah, sure. I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. I was so damn nervous about it. Um, I think it was a benefit for Jasmine Masters, I think. I don't remember what it, it was years ago. But I was so nervous that I called, do you know Sean Polofsky? Yeah. Okay, so Sean is like a huge mentor of mine. I adore her. Um, She's great. Sean, another a straight she woman who works, gay works in the drag scene. Mm-hmm. She has the biggest gay following. I mean, she looks like Barbara Streisand, so that helps. Uh-huh. But she's one of the funniest comics she's out there. She's a Jewish woman. She's, uh-huh. oh, she's great. Yeah, she's a regular at the store, and she does all the like gay cruises, Atlantis, mm-hmm. and all that. So I called Sean Polofsky, and I said, I'm opening a drag show. I'm really nervous. Do you have any advice? She said, wait, you're performing with a bunch of drag queens? <laughs> I said, yeah. She's like, ah, they're all a bunch of cunts. Fuck them. <laughs> She's like, just be yourself. You'll be fine. And I've taken that philosophy ever since. Yeah. But I yeah. want to I wanna make that into a sign. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're all not? a bunch of cunts. Just be yourself. <laughs> you'll be fine. It's so, kind of the best advice ever, though. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. Yeah. For sure. So after, like, you did well at the show, and then it just kept going from there. Yeah. Um, and then I would open like every now and then for Morgan just mm-hmm. because I was so close to Morgan and she'd be like, yeah, sure. Come down yeah. and open. But then like there was one night I did, I opened for her at two cans and Chad Michaels was on the show. Mm-hmm. And it's funny Chad. because Chad, <laughs> Chad, share bitch. Um, Chad was actually, and I'll tell this to Morgan any time of the week. Uh, Chad was always my favorite <laughs> like watching the show. And, um, and Chad is actually Morgan's drag mother. Which oh. is kind of cool. Yeah, so Michael's... So then you're, Michaels. like, allowed to say it. I'm allowed to say it. Yeah. But also, yeah. oh, but I'll flat mother. out. Mother. <laughs> mother. 
Um, but uh, so Chad was on the show that night, and Chad was like, "Oh, I didn't know that you did stand up." And I said, "Yeah." He's like, "That's so cool. Do you want to come open my Dream Girl show in San Diego sometime?" I said, "Yeah, absolutely." So that you know, kind started of, the San Diego. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, and then it's pretty cool. Life is crazy because, like I said, Chad was always my favorite, and I always just had so much respect for mm-hmm. him. And, uh, and then, so we became kind of friendly after I would open his shows and I got to know him a little bit more. And then, uh, last a couple months ago, do you, did I tell you about my shark trip? Um, yeah, I was just actually st- like literally staring at your shark tattoo. Oh, I know. I just got a shark tattoo. Yeah. It was, long story short, it's been a really shitty year for me. I just lost my mom mm-hmm. and, um, it's been a really hard year. And so once she passed, I was like, you know what? I need to do my bucket list things and life is short. It's precious. I need, yeah. I need some sort of joy in my life right now. Yeah. And Chad happened to post on Facebook, this link to a company that does cage diving with great white sharks. And that's always been like a thing for me. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do that. So I commented, I'm like, well, I want to go. He's like, okay. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not just saying that on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, like, this I'm isn't an LA this. comment. Yeah, this isn't an <laughs> LA comment. Let's do lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never to be seen exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I'm going to step out of my LA box here and say, I'm for real. I'm going to call the company and book it. Do you want to do it? And he's like, yeah. So we did it. Him and, uh, so me and Chad and his partner, Adam, we went down on the boat and it was just the most incredible experience. I still so can't get over it. I know. It was... Cage diving with great whites. Magic. And then you got... Did you get the tattoo on the trip or when you came After, home? like right when I got yeah. home. Because every... I mean, it's, all my tattoos have a story or mm-hmm. a meaning. And so... That one's pretty badass. That's so... That's such a cool bucket list thing. I'm yeah. I'm like scared just thinking about it. No, I it have was a the heart most attack. peaceful thing. No, I'm telling you. It was so calm. It is when, so calm, but you can also YouTube the moment, the videos when it wasn't okay. so calm. Okay. Did they look like what you think they would from movies? close or no um that's a good question you know what i mean like how in your head you're like oh i'm sure i know what this feels like or looks like like was it what you'd think like the disney portrayal or was it different definitely not the disney portrayal i mean i watch uh, obviously we all watch shark Shark week Week, so like i've seen a lot of footage of good footage but good footage (laughs) not just like 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 a shark can probably feel my fucking heart rate (laughs) they're probably sending you like your tattoo's just gonna jump off your arm (laughs) um first of all you know how everyone's like oh they're like i think they said it in jaws like they're dead eyes they're black dead eyes that's not true actually their eyes are blue and you can see them watching you when they get close enough, like the first time that one of them came close enough to me, I just started welling up. It was yeah. so beautiful. I, I don't know. I'm cheesy like that. I I'm guess. super cheesy. But um, they will look you right in the eye. They come right directly up. And they're so, like, their movements are so graceful. Mm-hmm. And granted, like, the younger juvenile males are a little faster and they dart a little bit mm-hmm. more. The bigger females take their time a little bit and they come check you out, you mm-hmm. know. But they will look you right in the eyes. And um, when you go, the cages are about 10 feet deep, Mm -hmm. so you just kind of step into it. And I remember one time I got in there, I was the first one in the cage. So I went down, you kind of have to... What a badass. I know. I I got this. I got this. Oh, there's a (laughs) 14-footer? I got this. Let me in. Um, So I go down, and you have to kind of get your bearings because you float up a little bit. Do you wear weights? Yeah, they weight you down. So I go down, and I kind of like get my bearings, look up. She was right there. She was waiting for me the whole time, right by the cage. Nope. Wow. You would see like a yellow cloud come up <laughs> midway, and then the, the truck would be I like, this bitch is a post. Yeah, I think this <laughs> sounds kind of cool. It was you so do it? cool. In an LA way, yes. In, uh, in a Midwest way, not no, sure. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, it's very, very peaceful. Here's the thing. Like, if... A shark like that wanted to destroy an aluminum cage, they could. But mm-hmm. they're not 
They're not trying to. They're very inquisitive. They're very curious. They're like, what's up? They like to know, like, what... They're very curious, mm-hmm. you know. And they do chum the water, so some of them get a meal out of it, you know, mm-hmm. and they get a nice tuna head. But um, it was just such a cool experience. I'd be, like, down to do it. Like, I would still... And, like, on the boat, though, I'd be, like, having a panic attack. But I think I would do it. Wait, yeah. are you... So, it's, like, diving, though, right? So, like, do you have, like, breathing stuff on? or Yeah, you well, you have... Yeah, I mean, it's all of, like, the equipment's attached to the cage. So, you just kind of put you don't the have to get certified oh, mouthpiece in. No, you don't oh, have to Oh, okay. So, you don't... Yeah, because okay. you're not free diving. You're in the you're cage. You're in the cage. Yeah. So, it's not like you're going to go... Where yeah. was this exactly? This was Guadalupe Island, which is about 200 miles off the coast of Baja. So we went down to San Diego. Chad lives in San Diego, which is perfect. So mm-hmm, we went to his house, drove to the, the harbor, and then it takes 23 hours by boat to get to this island. Wow. Yeah, it's that far out. Did you stay on the island? You're then? on the boat for five days. So it's a full travel day there and a full travel day back, but you spend three days diving. And you go down four times a day for 45 minutes. Yeah. Was every time, like, different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it depends on the time of the day. They're a little bit more active in the mm-hmm. afternoon. It's a little bit warmer and the sun is out in the afternoon, which is kind of nice because you mm-hmm. have better visibility. Um, and they also, like, once they figure out that you're there, they all start kind of coming around mm-hmm. a little bit more. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they're it, like, I'm going to study these patterns and then eat them on the fourth uh, day. You guys are gone. <laughs> Very nice. Like, we missed that the, the meal. Really cool. So, did you feel like it was like it gave you the joy that you yeah. were looking for in them? Yeah, because I think I was looking for, and I still am looking for moments of feeling small in mm-hmm. a good way. Like, I'm nature is so much bigger than me, and I'm just a small part in yeah. this small time on this small planet. Yeah. Know? I yeah. mean, there's so much more out there. So, it gave me kind of. It was very therapeutic for yeah. me because I was really, I'm still going through it, you know, mm-hmm. when you lose a parent. So I was just an absolute yeah. mess. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, you're allowed to be happy again. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? think lost stuff, I mean, lost, everyone deals with it differently, but like it pushes you in certain ways that you, like, you wouldn't yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Uh, one of my exes has never lost anybody. See, they don't understand. And I have lost a lot of people. Yeah. It was so crazy. Like, so when I lost an uncle, like, he just did it. It was... Didn't have, like, a frame of reference. Yeah. Yeah. Like, next day, it was, and like, up and at him. And I was like, absolutely not. not. Yeah. Like, what? People are like, well, I mean, I know what I know. I lost my dog. And I'm like, no, please don't say that to don't me. I know that. dogs are magical and they're precious, but it's not and your mom. Especially a parent. Yeah. 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 It's not the same. Or even, like, a grandma. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, your grandma raised you, mm-hmm. you know? I, it's, it's very hard to lose a grandparent, but mm-hmm. when mom, you like, lose your parents... Yeah. Yeah, my mom is, dealing, is still dealing with the loss of her mom. It was, yeah. like, years ago, but they, like, I think we're on four years now, but my grandmother lived in Boston, so they also didn't see each other as oh, much. Oh, yeah. So it's... I think my mom's still taking longer to deal with it than yeah. a lot. Well, and then she goes of, back and it yeah. like rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Because now it's just, she's missing the phone call, but not like in person. Yeah. yeah. My dad works with my grandma and they like for, and for five years he was her full-time caretaker. We didn't hire anyone. He wanted to do it. So it was like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. This a whole is, new life. Yeah. He's, he didn't yeah. know. I mean, watching him go through that was super weird. Cause like uh, yeah. he didn't know what to do with free time, you yeah. know, or what to do with, He's like figuring it all out again. Yeah, like a new life. map. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like a new a new person, a new life. Mm-hmm. Like that life is gone. Like life as I knew it mm-hmm. is forever changed. Right. So yeah, right. it's like it's you like, kinda have to learn to adapt. Now yeah. you're like diving with new, sharks. Whole new compass. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah, and you know, I think stand up is like 
kind of hard because sometimes you don't feel like doing it. You don't want to be funny. You're yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not, oh, I've had plenty of times where I'm mm-hmm. like, I, for a while, like, it was hard getting myself to the show. Once, then, and then once I was there, was I was like kind of okay. Old muscle, like, coming. Yeah, yeah. But then there were times when I would just be on stage and I would just be like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Like, and then, like, my words would jumble because I would get in my head about, like, how I don't want to do this. Yeah, you're not feeling it. Um, there was one day I was doing FUBAR with Mikey and Teddy, which is a great show on Fridays at 8 mm-hmm. o'clock in West Hollywood. Um, I plug. They're my I husbands. I have to. I like. I mean, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you know a good plug. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Teddy works with a lot of girls. With a lot of the girls too. He works with Hey oh, Queen. I've never met. Yeah. Mike and Teddy. What? I don't. I know. Okay. And I live literally walking distance what? to Fubar. Okay. Well, we're gonna fix. But that. I'm also um, working for a new vodka brand, um, and there I brought up Mike and Teddy's show for maybe a sponsorship situation. Oh, fantastic! So maybe you can. Bridge yeah, that yeah. up for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's well. I think oh, that's boy. like my favorite part of being a comic and comedy is that I feel like we all really genuinely help each other. Yeah. At least my friends. I don't know. Especially if it's like that. Even outside further of... than that, like in the LGBTQ, like and adjacent. Yeah. It's it's harder for like us in just straight culture stand up. So I think when we yeah. all realize like we're all good and not making people feel uncomfortable in crowds. You know, yeah. we all help each other. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I think it's so funny when like, it's, it's the reverse with my show. Like I get hit up by so many straight men. Um, and a lot of them are great, but a lot of them aren't. And I'm just like, I don't know how to tell you this is not your room. Yeah. You know, like yeah. when you're used to all rooms being your room, it's kind of like, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, that's new... kind of what it is. You're like, I'm what? Like... This door doesn't open? <laughs> that doesn't make any I sense. I have a skeleton key. <laughs> Exactly. He's the city. gave me this. That skeleton <laughs> key. Rooms. Girl, that skeleton key needs a wig, a lace front, or it ain't gonna open. It came with a silver spoon. Yeah, I know. No, I know. It's hard. It's like... How do I mean, you... I feel like, you know, it is a lot better than it used to be, mm. but there are still plenty of shows. You get there, there's ten guys, one girl, and maybe one gay guy, yeah. you know? I've had friends, I've had girlfriends t- uh, tell me that, like, a booker actually said, oh, I already filled the woman spot on yeah. the show. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. I already have a girl. They don't uh, even need a gay are spot. Are you serious? Even, yeah, I already They just get a bonus case. point if, it, yeah. if they have one. Yeah. yeah. Even friends sometimes will be like, oh, like, you were the better girl. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't, yeah. Don't, just say I was better than everyone. I, or don't talk to me. <laughs> just say I was better than everyone. Yeah, it's great. Tell me yeah. I was the best or you're not my friend. No, I'm right. <laughs> My right. shows that I used to do... They would be like, oh, I'm surprised you're not calling it a woman show. There's so many women on it. I'm like, what? No, it's just another it's fucking just show. just a show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's just the like people that I think are funny. Yeah. It's right. going to be a good show. I know. Yeah. I know. Sometimes people go, oh, you're putting together a gay show. No, I'm just gay. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just happen to be gay. Yeah. yeah. It's so, people. I guess it is. You're putting together we, all those straight shows. Straight shows. Yeah, show. I know. <laughs> Very that. People like to label things yeah. still, you uh, know. Yeah, I, don't put me in any boxes. That's well. <laughs> there might be a few boxes you'd like to be in. But. Yeah, maybe a, uh, more of a cake eater. <laughs> cake click. Uh, wait, okay. So go back. To, what were we talking about? We brought up Mike and Teddy's. Oh. We were talking about not wanting to do stand up sometimes, and then we were oh, talking yeah. about. Like, oh, I was talking about. There was one night I was mm. uh, doing Mikey and Teddy's show. And um, right before I drove over there, my aunt came by and she dropped off my mom's jewelry box. Mm. And I mm, that's hate, a nope. yeah, I hate canceling shows. It's like, I, I will only cancel if I have a really, really good reason. Mm-hmm. 
And so, but I was, it kind of like, okay, oh, great. All these memories come flooding yeah. back, but I, I drive all the way down there. I get there and there's no parking. I'm like circling for 20 minutes and I'm just in my head. By the time I went up and did my set, I started and just midway through, I don't, I just had a complete meltdown. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't. But the beauty of a room like his room or Mickey's or any of these shows that are, I don't know, I think they're kind of safe spaces because yeah. it's all yeah. people that we know and love. I just flat out told the crowd, this is what happened, mm-hmm. you know, and they were so supportive and I just started talking shit about it, you know, yeah. and then I thought, all right, I'll force myself to do the little bit of material that I have mm-hmm. written about it. And it wound up being a really like just authentic moment that mm-hmm. was cool. You know, it was hard for me, yeah. but I think... The audience appreciated it, yeah. which was which was good, and yeah, to see know. some honesty on yeah. stage yeah. and like some authenticity is yeah. honestly refreshing. I've seen you talk about it like shortly after, and it's yeah. it's like refreshing. It's like raw. It's real. Yeah, it's what comedians. I mean, people don't think like going into a comedy show like we're ever going through anything. It's yeah. like oh, we're just like circus monkeys. Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. It's like no, this is an improv. Like, well, where do you think we exactly? Where do you think we get our material from? Because comedy is tragedy plus time, right? So it's just something shitty happens, and then you try to make light of it, and you try to joke about it. Yeah. Sometimes it's really heavy stuff. Yeah. I mean, my do you guys know Anna Valenzuela? Yeah. Yeah. So she was on Roast Battle, which is, she's amazing. She's my um, writing partner. We, whenever we write like Hader's Roast Tour jokes for the girls, it's, it's always the two of us. Like, <laughs> we got to write for um, Latrice Royale, which is really cool. Oh, and Eureka nice. O'Hara. So, like, we've had some, we've talked some shit, gotten paid for it, which is great. <laughs> um, but uh, um, she was one of the first people to tell me because she has lost both of her parents mm-hmm. years ago. She said, you know what? Your humor is going to get real morbid, real dark, real fast. And some people are going to be okay with it and love it. And some people are not going to know what to do. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was really good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she came for my birthday. I did kind of like a, hey, talk shit. You guys can roast me if you want. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So she came up and she's like, hey, Sam, you're a... Your skin's looking a little dry. You're getting a little older. You know, the only thing drier than your skin are your parents' ashes. Oh, <laughs> oh like, my you God. So good. Going in cold. So okay. good. Oh, I laughed so hard because I'm like, I, because she gets it yeah. in a way that not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And because we're part of this yeah. club, you don't really want to want to be, be in, in yeah. unfortunately. But, um, you know, and then soon after, uh, soon after my mom passed, one of the most like popular light or like posts that I've ever posted, <laughs> I posted a picture of my mom's urn next to my dad's urn, and I said, "Oh my god, you guys! My parents got back together!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I like people still uh, to this day bring that up. They're like, "I cannot believe that you posted that." That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, well, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. I remember putting their, not to be morbid, but it, they're right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, so, mom and dad. I know, I put them, you know, it's part of life. You just have to joke about it. Yeah. You have to just, you have like, to. I can't hide it and be like, this is something that didn't happen. Right. Because it did. You know, so I remember when I put them there together, I kind of looked up into the sky and I said, you know what? I know I'm putting you real close. They were divorced. I know I'm putting you real close together, but if you don't like it, mom, you're going to have to come back and move yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still there. Yeah. you that's know. These are the things you don't get when you when we record at your apartment. That's we true. We have to go out on the road. Yeah, that's true. We have true. to take the take the podcast oh to the people. Ooh, I think I've started something. <laughs> Ooh. But it's like things like that though. Um, 
I mean, when you make light of that situation, like, not light of, but, like, find the humor in it, and yeah. other people can bond over that, mm. or you can let... Like, that's our job. Like, you let them release some of that pain with yeah. laughter. It's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, just a week ago, um, Aiden Park, who does the Laugh After Rainbow pop show mm-hmm. with us, what you've been on and you should be on. Um, so he texted me the other day. He's like, Sam, I have a really, really fucked up joke. And oh, no. I think you should have it. Oh, my God. It might be too dark. Do you want it? I'm like, yes. What is the joke? <laughs> Tell me. So, um, you know, with the Woolsey fire, uh, a week ago or so, um, Paramount Ranch burned down. Yeah. And Paramount Ranch is where I had my mom's service. I had her funeral service there. And so Aiden was like, what if you say, you know, so Paramount Ranch burned down and I'm really upset because I had my mom's service there. And I just thought to myself, you know, if only she had died three months later, I could have gotten the cremation for free. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I love it. That's funny. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times and it killed one time and the other time they were like, oh, they were like too shocked by yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Get over That's it. That's fine. If they don't like it, whatever, it's yeah, for you. Yeah, like if, if I can funny, laugh about yeah. it. Then, or, or, you don't, yeah. I like <laughs> I like the parents getting back together. I'm still on it. Yes, I, I know. My grandmother had to be back. She hated my grandfather. Like, hate. It. And we had jokes about her rolling over in her grave, and now I'm like, ah, too real. Uh, uh, but she's buried right next to him just mm. because they already bought the plots. Well, <laughs> shoot. She's pissed. <laughs> and he was at the service, and everyone was like, shit, if she knew he was here. <laughs> Same with her sister, who she just called bitch (laughs) oh my god i love her already yeah she was the best i I worked with her when i was 14 at dunkin donuts she used to dodge customers like hide if she didn't like them oh gosh i tried doing that way to tables all the time people come in you'd be like i don't want them i'm not waiting on them i'm not waiting on them and they're so proud to be regulars too little do they know everyone's like trading in the back like please god (laughs) who's taking them i never waited tables but i worked at dunks Lucky. Oh, yeah. Very lucky. I want to wait tables. No, you don't. No, you don't. Probably not in LA. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not anywhere. I did, um, I did, uh, I was a poolside server at uh, Rancho Palos Verdes at Terranea, like that big resort down there. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. They didn't feed us. But one day, um, this guy uh, who worked there, he ripped off his shirt and ran through the splash pad and jumped into the pool shouting, I fucking quit! <laughs> And it was like from a movie, so we were all like, oh, you did it! You actually did it! Was it was just you like know, a slow clap. Yeah. Everyone's wanting all to do us, it. All of us every day were like, I'm going to fucking quit. And he was like, then he just got this weird look in his eye. Took off. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a, it's a great quit That's story. so good. Yeah, but he did come back and ask for his job back. <laughs> The managers were like, Probably. no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> ran not. through a children's splash pad <laughs> yelling the F word. Like, How you're out. did he ever think they'd be like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. See you <laughs> on Monday. Forgive and forget. Yeah. Um, it was what? that special key again oh, that they yeah. had. Uh huh. God, that <laughs> key. That he thought key. maybe, just maybe. <laughs> what was the worst job you've ever had? Was it waiting tables? I wish I could say it were. Um... <laughs> The thing that popped into my mind when you said that was, um, you know the sign flippers, the sign twirlers? No, bitch. So, yeah, girl, because I was waiting tables and I had, like, I had left. I think I was at TGI Fridays or something. I was like, I yeah. fucking can't anymore. <laughs> and I thought, I, I'm just going to find some sort of little jobs here and there to get yeah. money so I don't have to wait tables. 
So I did the Craigslist thing and I'm like, whatever, I can twirl a sign. That's fine. And I did. And it wound up being in Pasadena for an ortho mattress store. And uh, turns out that this particular street, I think it was Colorado Mm -hmm. Street or Avenue. I don't know. Um, happened to be where prostitutes would walk up and down and get Oh my god. Up. And you're like <laughs> and I'm with out a mattress. There in front of a mattress store. <laughs> flipping a sign that says like fifty percent off. You know, and it's me and I'm in like my little khaki shorts and my little ortho t shirt and just trucks would pull up to me and just kinda look at me like not sure if they should talk to me or not. Right. And drive off. It got so bad, so many people were stopping. That the manager of the ortho mattress store came and he's like, nah, come inside. Just stay here. Just stay here. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't, we'll still pay you. Just please come inside. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, like, we good. Ha- Do you think they were like, we hired a hooker? Yeah. Like, well, like, no, 50% it's, of it's but I was location, location, yeah. location. Yeah, I was a kid, though. Yeah. Like, I was, I don't know, maybe like 19 or mm-hmm. something, you know? So, Did you work there just for the day? Oh, no, I went back. Um, I think I know because it was a two week thing like mm-hmm. they they had hired me for two weekends so it's like okay so then the next weekend I showed up and there was another girl another cute little teenage girl I'm like this is getting worse no yeah. no, no this is bad I don't even think he made us stay out there for like maybe an hour and, and he was like nah like, yeah, this is... he wound up being the coolest guy he was an actor uh-huh. uh, so he kind of like got the struggle right. yeah he wound up being this really incredible actor who um, works at the Will Gear Theatricum uh, so we just a lot of Shakespeare, like just a brilliant uh, actor. Cool. Actor. Yeah. So he was. And then cool. manages a. And happened to manage there. I mattress. doubt he works there anymore. Yeah. Now, but That's yeah, amazing. that was like his day job. We At don't least even he was have protecting jobs you guys. Oh yeah. Have, we just have gigs. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, what's your worst gig? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Two weeks. Oh my I know. God. Well, I I had my last like real job was a receptionist for Keller Williams. And oh my god! Oh, that's the real estate agents real estate. are a bunch of babies. They're like I felt like I was babysitting. Mm-hmm. They would have like they would fight with each other. It was a nightmare. Maybe it was just this. Sorry, Keller Williams. Maybe it was just this one office. I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah. my god, they're all batshit crazy. Corporate. Anytime you're corp, you're in corporate environments. Just like, yeah. Wow. Like I, I went back to children because I was like, at least they have like the <laughs> excuse of two being children. Yeah. Like, well, come I want to watch yeah. rich adults fight about real estate. Dumb they're stuff. not rich though. It's like. A lot, it's like salespeople. Anything you can get certified sales, online yeah. in like two months I and then have sales, a profession. My, my last they're all stressed job. out. They think, the yeah, and they're like, we're business people now. It's, it's like, like yeah. man, this is okay. Yeah. It was hard, man. They make you work. They're like, your base salary is so low. And uh-huh. it's like, you have to kill five people for the commission. Basically. <laughs> but if you do that every month, like then you'll it's be fine. fine. Yeah, with, in real estate, you don't even have a base salary. You just, it's all commission. All so they're starving. So they're yeah, yeah. That's why they're so neurotic. So they're they also flipping be. signs in front of orthos, uh-huh. like on their side hustle. Well, that's mm-hmm. what they would fight over. They would fight over the open house signs. Yeah. They'd be like, well, S- Sylvia took it. She didn't return it on time, and I need it for my open house. And what, you need to call her? Here. I'm like, I don't know where Sylvia is, okay? I don't, I don't, I just work here. I don't know. You like take out a piece of paper, open house. Here you go, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, okay, Stamp yeah, this on the front porch. Basically. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I should have done that. <laughs> But that was the last, like, corporate one? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. And now you have, like, you can make enough money doing comedy, right? Partly. (laughs) Partly. Um, Yeah, but I think the the saving grace of why I don't have a day job right now is because 
I, I inherited this house, mm -hmm. so I don't pay rent. Don't hate me. I don't pay rent. No, but oh, I do no. pay. Okay. It's not like taxes. I would have turned it down. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Property taxes property and like when taxes. shit breaks, like shit'll break. You have this is an it. older house, you know, so things mm -hmm. break. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just call the landlord. Motherfucker, oh, it's that's me. me. <laughs> so I have my plumber on speed dial. Yeah. I have, you know, all this. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It's like a new avenue. Of it's you, a like, new avenue. Learning yeah, new yeah. things and figuring things out. Yeah. And also, it's good that you don't have full time. Like, you need recovery time. Like, yeah. hail time. Yeah. I've been thinking about it, though. Like, okay, maybe I, I don't know what I would do. I can't wait tables anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't. I've, uh -uh. I'll kill someone. Mm -hmm. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I have a sharp mouth. I think I'd get fired pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, the my so my last job, they gave us advance notice. They told us like a month before, oh, by the way, we're going to remodel and reopen as a new concept. And you're all welcome to reapply. I was like, fuck uh, you, I'm going to reapply. They told you guys a month early. Yeah. So, That's a mistake. I know. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So my last week was actually quite fun. <laughs> I mean, I would just go up to my manager. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> you're going to get a complaint on 11. This is what I said. Da, da, da. And it got so bad because I don't give a fuck. What are you going to yeah. do? Fire me? And like everyone right. was already starting to leave. So it's like, you need me yeah. more than I need you right now. Yeah, and you can't be a reference. You got to be close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it got so bad. The one manager who I do like was like, Sam, I still have to be here for another month. Can you stop doing that? And I was like, <laughs> fine. fine. <laughs> That I would fun. be comping people out for sure. Oh, gosh. Like, Here you go. I spit in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a garnish. <laughs> oh, yeah. You are welcome. Yeah. It's just more all the times that the customer is wrong, but you're not allowed to tell them that. I would make sure to tell them that. Why? Yeah. This is why you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I roll down my window sometimes and let people know what they're doing on the road is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got to learn. I don't do that. Very anti road rage um, in the court. Of you're Stanley. supposed to pull over to the right for an ambulance. Yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. And I roll it back up. Just completely deadpan. Just, uh -huh. I can just picture the windows <laughs> going back up above your deadpan face. <laughs> it's exactly their experience. I'm just like, we're Detroiters, so we don't do road rage. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. very badly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. So my dad grained it into me in a very, as a very young child. Like, it doesn't matter how mad you are, don't say anything because they yeah. will shoot you. And That's I'm our like, California oh. privilege. I would die in Detroit. <laughs> like, oh, quick. cool. Thanks, would. Dad. I'm five. Oh. Who I was on speakerphone with. And they're like, wow, you use your horn a lot. And I was like, eh. I saw you use it for something nice on the way here, though. You let that big long truck over. Oh, yeah, that was to rush him, but <laughs> I'm like, eh, eh, hurry up. Like, it's go all perception. Of course, my interpretation is, what a nice guy. What a nice guy. No, <laughs> just take the Midwest. When you want to give them the delicate, like, you're welcome to cut me off, you uh, flash your high beams. Oh, oh, no. That was not even covered. <laughs> that's like in... a gang initiation. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that could that be That was anything. like the urban legend growing that up. That could be, that's you just told legend. them to, like, park. Get out. Now they own your car. That's what you just did yeah, with those signals in You just gave away the pink slip. <laughs> no, for truckers, that's a you're welcome or thank you or get over uh, for semis. It was a semi. Like, oh, he's going to chase me down. You know a lot about truckers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot lizard. I just like, <laughs> oh, my God. God I'm, I told you, I haven't had a job in a minute. <laughs> 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 Ugh, gross. <laughs> uh, 
In Boston, you flashed your headlights. What in our town? If there was a cop hiding up ahead, so you oh, you smart. let the whole it's like other ways side. before ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like old school. I ways. like that. See, I like drivers helping other drivers. Yeah, yeah we're a small town, Down so it was that. like you're probably helping a neighbor, or whatever. And also, if there's an ambulance, everyone fucking just like Moses yeah. over. Yeah, like. Here, no. People tailgate ambulance. Like, here. So yeah, dumb. so rude. You're like, like, it, I don't know how we got here. It, they're having know. a worse day than you, for sure. Yeah, because those ambulances really are life or death. So you get don't know. out of the way. It's like, they could be going to your house, bitch. Like, they, no, they actually no. really could yeah. be. Yeah. They really, really could yeah, be. Everyone sucks here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking about moving here, Except for the people it. who were born here. We're yeah. real cool. Yeah, they're real cool, and they, you know. Can't say that about where I'm from. Uh, everyone <laughs> knows people from... Massachusetts are assholes. Oh, yeah. I love how whenever you're making a point, you like flip your I hair know, up your I shoulder. Can't you're help like, this it. is my point. <laughs> I didn't bring my hair tie. Is that mine? No. It, it's mine, but you could have it. Thank you. Oh, sharing is caring. Oh. <laughs> it stops. I have to put my hair up to stop me flipping. Um, so what, do you prefer hosting or being on a show or producing? Like, what's your favorite aspect of comedy? Um... Well, hmm. I mean, the, the best part of comedy is when you get that applause break, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But um, no, I would say hosting, I host a lot. I just kind of fell into it. I would, I would host a lot of Pretty Funny Women shows mm-hmm. for Lisa. And then um, I got this reputation as being a host, which is fine with me because a lot of people don't like to do it because it's honestly, it is harder. Yeah. It's, it is. It's you the have hardest to open, spot. You have to reset the room. If someone uh-huh. bombs, if someone does well, you have to know to just get the hell off stage mm-hmm. as fast yeah. as possible. Like, there's yeah. rules. There's definitely rules to it. And a good host knows the little tiny little details mm-hmm. that, you know. You are an amazing host. Oh, thank you. You're a really good host. Yeah, it's a workout. So yeah, it, it definitely made me stronger as mm-hmm. a comic, for sure. Because, for yeah, so you're you're going up ice cold. You're taking bullet, right? Mm-hmm. And people are still being seated. They're still ordering drinks. They're still talking. They're, they're not eating. settled. They're yeah. not settled yet. They're not drunk yet. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so that is hard sometimes. And then you don't know the temperature of the room because you're first. You don't know what to gauge with. At least if you're fourth or fifth or sixth you kind of know what the crowd is like and you know what kind of material is working what isn't so when you go up there you just don't know but it teaches you um to have like an arsenal of material in your back pocket in Mm -hmm. case oh they hate this okay let's switch to this let's feel out who these people are because every crowd as you know is different so um so it's it's a workout for sure and then you bring up every comic and depending on the show but I usually, I will try to have something, make a little comment on someone's set. Just mm-hmm. if they if they crack a joke um, that I have material on, I'll try to do a one-liner. Mm-hmm. Just so that it makes it seem like I'm engaged, I'm here. I'm, it lets I'm, the audience breathe sometimes, too. Like, yeah. Continuity. So yeah. The brain doesn't have to be switching around. Yeah, and it kind of gives that feeling of like, okay, I'm not just a host talking at you, presenting other people. Like, I'm having a conversation yeah. with the crowd. Like, hey, wasn't that joke great? I'm going right. to comment on it. Yeah, yeah and you it's know? like, it's me again, and they should be excited yeah. about that. So yeah. A lot of juggling, too, when you're hosting. Like, when you host and produce. So it's like, you're lighting. Oh, I know. You're lighting. You're like making sure the next comic's ready. It's yeah. That I did that one time, uh, and it was so difficult. And it's stressful. Yeah. I forgot to like reset the mic every time. Like it was like a rookie mistake. It was my first time hosting. I was a year oh, deep in comedy. Yeah. And 
like multiple people, even friends, were like, "Why were you hunched over like that whole time?" Like, because everyone's shorter than me, so I was just yeah. doing my in between, like <laughs> fucking Quasimodo, yeah. like staring up at the crowd. And I didn't realize it until I saw pictures afterwards. I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> like I can't, like did yeah. so well. I had a headliner cancel once the show started. Oh wow! And like had to deal with all of that. And oh it was yeah, a sold happen. out show. Mm, yeah. And then I'm like, I couldn't just fucking take the mic out of the stand. <laughs> I know. But that's how you learn. Yeah. yeah right? It was a learning experience. But now you'll never do that yeah, again. Ever. It's Absolutely. one of those little things. Yeah. Like, like you can tell a seasoned host by they will always, you know, if the, the comic leaves the mic kind of in the back of the stage, you move the stand to the mm-hmm. front. Right. You, you look and you say, oh, my next girl's six feet tall. I'm going to raise the, the mic for them a little bit. Just like little things to make it smooth. And then, like you said, of course, if someone bombs, you have to do material to get them back. Mm-hmm. The thing that, that annoys me most about when a host, when someone crushes, they just crush. And then the host gets up and does material after that. Yeah. And then doesn't do well and then kills the room. It's like, dude, if somebody crushes, let the next comic ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Shut yeah. up. Give that wave to the next comic. I've only yeah. had one time where the comedian crushed so hard. It was at the store. It was uh, Reese Darby went right before me. Mm-hmm. And I was then it was me. And then Bobby Lee was right after me. Mm-hmm. Reese crushed so... Like the room... It, was vibrating so oh, hard wow. that it didn't even look like people were sitting in their seats anymore. Like everyone was just oh, fucking. It was like waves. Awesome. So the host, I was like, uh, how Reese does like sound effects out the ass. Mm-hmm, like they're yeah. so fucking spot oh, on and perfect. Love that. Love it. And I was like, oh my god, how do I go after that? Like I can't fucking bomb. Bobby's right after me. Yeah. And he's already here. Uh, no pressure. And he's like, man, just do your thing. Like that's fine. You just have to acknowledge it. And I was like, okay, dope. He almost, like, settled the room down just, like, uh, enough for me to get in. Yeah. And it was perfect. I've never seen, like, someone have to settle the room a little bit. He's like, okay, shut up, shut <laughs> Settle. But they were still, like, That's losing awesome, their fucking though. minds. And then I got up and I was like, yeah, n- no sound effects for me, <laughs> yeah. actually. And I let them breathe and get on my wavelength. Yeah. yeah. So, totally. But it was the first time I had to see someone settle a room. That's a great and it was problem like, to have. Yeah. yeah, it was like yeah. it was cool to witness. Yeah, but I was like, damn, he damn made everyone look like bees. Yeah, but it is hard. Like if you're like, I think you and I kind of have a similar delivery. We're a little like dry, mm-hmm. a little dark, <laughs> a little rude. You know, which I fucking love. Which is why when I first saw your set, I was like, I love him. I just I love him. <laughs> um, but to follow someone who's super high energy and sound yeah. effects and impressions mm-hmm. and voices, you're like, fuck me, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Because it's just such a different style. You have to acknowledge it. Yeah. So that the audience is like, oh, he was he's aware. He's aware. <laughs> yeah. They, he knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm like, nah, not out of me. Yeah. No. Sometimes that works really well then in your favor where you can just go up and roast yourself, be like, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you can make one of yourself in it. And yeah. It's a good reset. Yeah. Those are tricks. Wow. We did a very informative. Well, I know. Like we're learning. We got podcast. deep. We got informative we talked about tricks of the trade this is podcasting on the road yeah (laughs) yeah there was some tricking going on this was really uh yeah it's a good episode i like to comment on the quality of the end we're doing doing, this is so funny and then it kills (laughs) we're like (laughs) 
No I one's laughing. Wanna... We're only two minutes in. Thanks, Jenna. <laughs> I like to We're do a now. little temperature check at the end on the air, just so everyone feels weird. <sighs> yeah, it's the opposite of a host, actually. Just make sure everyone's a little bit off and uncomfortable. <laughs> you guys having not a good time? Keep it up. <laughs> uh, all right, you can check out uh, Samantha's Instagram at Samantha Hale. The Samantha Hale. At the Samantha Hale. Apparently, there's some other Samantha Hale. <laughs> Fuck those bitches. <laughs> Um, check out the Samantha Hale and Ruthless People every Monday at 7.30. I say 7, but we're on drag time. So, you know, 7.30. Get there at 7. Get there it's at 7. We'll start when you're there. Two for one drink specials, which is a rarity. Uh-huh. Lesbians and love it. Two for one beers. Sounds yeah, great. I love it because I'm poor. <laughs> And then uh, you have you said you have a show too coming up. Yeah, um, November twenty eighth at the Long Beach Laugh Factory with Long Rainbow Beach. Pop. Rainbow right. Pop hosted yeah. by a drag queen typically. Uh-huh. Big D is hosting. Big D. Big D. There'll She's probably fabulous. be some big D's on the lineup, so Obviously. get out there. <laughs> All right, thank you for uh, having us. Thank you for having me and, and Roadshow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you've been listening to Two, Two Broke Gays. Gays.